This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards, David S. Reynolds, author of the Bancroft Prize-winning cultural biography of Walt Whitman and many other iconic works of 19th century American history, understands the currents in which Abraham Lincoln swam, as well as anyone alive. His magisterial biography, Abe, Abraham Lincoln in His Times, is out now, and it's the product of a full-body immersion into the riotous tumult of American life in the decades before the Civil War, and a framework for understanding the politics of of our own divided age. David S. Reynolds, distinguished professor at the Graduate Center of the City University of New York, is the author of Walt Whitman's America, a cultural biography, winner of the Bancroft Prize and the Ambassador Book Award. His other books include Beneath the American Renaissance, winner of the Christian Gauss Award, John Brown, abolitionist, and Mightier Than the Sword, Uncle Tom's Cabin in the Battle for America. He's a regular book reviewer for the New York Review of Books, the New York Times Book Review, and the Wall Street Journal. Happy to have David Reynolds join me now here on Speaking of Writers. David, welcome to this program. It's great to be here. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. So why this book, Abe, for you? Uh, well, I have been kind of uh, swimming around uh, Abraham Lincoln for a long time because I've been studying his culture and writing books on his culture. And I thought it was a good time to use my knowledge um, to take a new look at, at Lincoln. David Reynolds, my guest here on Speaking of Writers. The book is Abe, Abraham Lincoln, In His Times. What was your research process like for this book, David? Well, a book like this takes me around six, year, six years to write. Um, four of those years were spent doing research, and I worked um, almost every day um, uh, during those six years on doing my research, and then I spent about two years doing the writing. And... Fortunately, nowadays, a lot of the old magazines and newspapers and diaries of that era, his, he lived in the 1800s, uh, the 19th century, and a lot of those are now online. So you can go online and you can search them and it makes it much easier than the old days. Let's look at uh, a few things from the book here. You, you show in the book that Lincoln was a genius for striking a balance between opposing forces. How did he do that, David? Well, he um, lived in a time that was even more divided politically than our own time. But um, he discovered, at first he uh, was quite critical of his political opponents, and that got him into a duel. Back then, they, if they, people were offended, they would challenge you to a duel. Fortunately, the duel was caught, called off at the last moment. But he decided to take a much more moderate political course so that he never came out um he says i hated i hate slavery as much as ab any abolitionist but he was willing to leave slavery where it was as long as it didn't expand into the western territories uh which was kind of a moderate position but it, it was really the position of the republican party back then and um when he assumed the presidency uh of course 11 southern states left the American Union, so he presided over a, a nation, uh, really two nations, and uh, although uh, the Confederacy had its own president, and soon there was a civil war, so he had to conduct uh, the North during the Civil War. But even then, he didn't demonize his opponents. He wanted to strike a middle course, uh, a middle moderate course, in order to 
appeal to as many people as possible, and also in order to retain the five border states. These were states like Maryland and Tennessee and Kentucky, who still had, uh, had slaves, and yet they were loyal to the North. But if he did the wrong thing, they could easily tumble into the Confederacy. And he said, if we lose Kentucky, we lose everything. We're going to lose the war. So we really have to be quite cautious and kind of stay in the middle. Chatting with David S. Reynolds, his new book is Abe, Abraham Lincoln, In His Times. He remained true to the Constitution, David, and and he also never forgot the Declaration of Independence, right? Yeah, he wanted, above all, to... Uh, whenever possible, to remain true to the Constitution. Um, early, the, the one time he kind of violated that was when he suspended habeas corpus. That's the obligation uh, to know what you're being charged for when you are arrested. You know, you, you, uh, you have that right. And the reason he did that is there, there was a lot of uh, pro-Southern feeling in the North, uh, and he sometimes arrested people on suspicion of being pro-Southern. But he figured that was a, he, he didn't like doing it, but it was an emergency situation uh, with the war going on. And otherwise, I mean, he really uh, adhered very strongly to the Constitution, but he wanted to uh, show that the spirit of the Declaration, which is human equality, the idea that all people are created equal, um, was actually implied in the Constitution because some people of his day interpreted the Constitution as being uh, pro-slavery. And he's saying, no, the Founding Fathers, even those who owned slaves at their, at, at their time, uh, foresaw the eventual uh, extinction of slavery, the disappearance of slavery over time. So even they basically were anti-slavery. So he did a wonderful job of uh, in the um, Gettysburg Address in particular, of summoning the spirit of equality into the very heart uh, of America. And um, he did that so eloquently and beautifully in the Gettysburg Address. We always hear about Honest Abe. And in contrast to other politicians in his time, he was consistently honest, laser-focused on being honest. Where did the, he develop that trait? Well, um he was raised on the frontier, and um, his father was um, a very honest person. He um, actually, some people portray his child as being um, unhappy and so forth. Well, he wasn't rich or anything. He lived in a, um, a log cabin and all of that. But he developed a, a kind of honesty from his parents, and uh, he also uh, just, it was for him almost, uh, he had a sense of honor sense of honor uh, and personal integrity, and he really didn't like uh, t telling a lie. If he didn't want to say something, he just wouldn't say it. He would keep it within, within himself, but he, um, uh, he uh, didn't, didn't want to uh, you know, say anything that was an actual lie. He was a very shrewd politician, and he was a good campaigner and all of that, but he didn't want to tell a lie, and his wife... Mary Todd Lincoln said that he is obsessed with one thing, that's, that's honesty. And even his law partner, uh, William Herndon, who actually wrote a biography in which he tried to take Lincoln off of his pedestal by revealing 
uh, certain aspects of his life that weren't quite that happy and everything. So, well, one thing you can't um, uh, charge him with, and that is dishonesty. So he would prefer to uh, uh, perhaps remain quiet rather than to tell a lie or anything like that. Or if he was going to say something, he really wanted to say the truth. He wanted to to, to be honest, which was uh, very re- refreshing. Uh, you know, it's uh, he was a man of in- integrity. A lot has been written. Many books have been written about Abraham Lincoln. We're chatting with David S. Reynolds. His book is Abe, Abraham Lincoln, In His Times. What surprised you the most in those years of research you did for this book? Well, two things surprised me. Early on in, in his career, because he was living in Illinois, which excluded uh, free African Americans after 1853 from entering the state, it was rather a racist, racist environment. He said a couple of things there um, about African Americans that, in retrospect, look a little bit racist, but in the context, uh, show him just trying to be elect- elected. And if you read those passages closely. He's not actually expressing racism. And what really surprised me was that, personally, he was very, very close to African Americans. And Frederick Douglass called him the least prejudiced white man that he had ever met. The same thing with uh, Sojourner Truth, who was an African American woman, and Martin Delaney, who was like a black um, nationalist, almost, you know, Black Lives Matter and that kind of thing. Uh, and they attested to the fact that he was he had no no prejudice whatsoever. So I was pleasantly surprised to find that because there have been charges, some charges that he was racist, so I was very happy to find that. Secondly, when uh, the North won the Civil War in April of 1865, everyone else around him, when they heard the news of Lee surrendering to Grant at Appomattox, uh, were jumping up and down, they were celebrating, but he wanted to discuss poetry. He loved poetry he wanted to discuss Shakespeare, and he wanted to discuss um, poems about death and dying immortality because 750,000 Americans died in the Civil War. So under his watch, 750,000 Americans died. So his thought, his thoughts at that moment was not on mission accomplished, yay, I am so great. His thoughts were on the suffering people and the people who had died. So that was another very pleasant uh, surprise, his compassion. David, what would you like readers to take away from Abe? Well, I think um, to take away, the big takeaway here is what he called malice toward none, charity to all. And no matter how much you believe in your political opinions or, or in people of your particular group or category, that it is possible possible to reach across the divide with a sense of compassion and a sense of charity. And if we had not had a president who was capable of that at that time, who knows what might have happened. But uh, I think that's the big takeaway. David S. Reynolds, the author of the book is Abe Abraham Lincoln in his times. David, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you. And this is Speaking of Writers.